LifeWay Leadership Podcast Network. G'day, I'm Scott Sanders and welcome to The One Thing. The One Thing is a podcast designed to give you one gospel Center ministry tip every week. Now, The One Thing is brought to you thanks to Geneva Push, the Australian Church Playing Network. We're also part of the LifeWay Leadership Podcast Network, so check out uh, our network page on iTunes to see a bunch of quality Christian podcasts. And this week, I'm without Derek. We've been running around like uh, headless chickens all week, trying to get ready for the relaunch conference. And so I took the time to catch up with Murray Campbell, uh, pastor of Mentone Baptist in the southern suburbs of Melbourne, to talk to him about the seven possible shifts that he sees happening as a result of uh, COVID and this season that we're in. So take a listen to the interview. So it's great to have uh, Murray uh, Campbell here. We, I want to talk to you. You, you wrote a, a really nice uh, opinion piece on your, on your website, reflecting on what you think church is going to be like post-COVID. You went early too, which was risky, but you went early. Uh, what, what do you think will happen post-COVID? Sure. Um, yeah, I did go early. And uh, I guess that the thoughts that I've been uh, accumulating are, are not a prediction. These are just, I guess, some early signs that, that the indications from uh, our own church here at Mentone Baptist, but also talking to a lot of pastors around the country. Um, so I think there's something in it. But again, God knows what's going to happen next week. Um, I don't. So, you know, just take it with, with a grain of salt. Um, underlying the, I guess, seven possible trends that I've noticed, uh, there are certain theological assumptions. Uh, and f- number one, God remains sovereign over the world today. Um, second, human nature doesn't change. So the Bible's doctrine of the total depravity remains, I think, the status quo, but also that the spirit of God is able to regenerate and to sanctify the people. Uh, thirdly, the gospel of Jesus Christ remains good, true, and powerful today. That hasn't changed. And also a fourth theological premise, which is the church remains central to God's purposes in the world. So uh, something like a pandemic doesn't alter that uh, fact, I think. So anyway, here, I'm just going to list off this, these seven possible trends, emerging trends that I'm just beginning to, to see. Uh, first of all, there's a godly hunger. And that's really evident in my own uh, congregation. People are, are hungry to uh, be drawing closer to Christ and closer to one another, to serve each other. And, and that's been wonderful to see. Uh, second, uh, an ungodly separation. Uh, I do think while many people are drawing closer to Jesus and, and to the, the church, there are others that are going to use this season because we're not meeting regularly together uh, to, to, I guess, to escape, to, uh, to use that to, uh, to disappear, to, to loosen their relationship with, with Christ and the church. And that's really sad, but it's just, I think it's something that's going to happen. Uh, so thirdly, you're, you're yeah? hearing, hearing that then, Mentone, I imagine you're working hard with your pastoral team to you know, care for the fringe, care for you know the church membership as well as yep. newcomers and, and outsiders coming in as well. Yeah, we are working hard, uh, and it's it's a near impossible task to to keep uh, on top of every single person in, in the church. You know, every week, let alone every, every month. Um, so we we do rely on our small groups. Uh, to do a lot of that work, 
and to, to care for one another. And we have you know, growth group leaders who are trying to uh, catch up with everyone in their group each week. And that helps us in terms of the pastors and, and elders. So it's not all on us. It's a, it's a whole church uh, effort. Um, but we are aware that as some people uh, will grow closer to each other, others are going to, to drift apart. Um, and we want to fight against it, but we are aware it's going to happen to some extent. So your yeah. third reflection. Yeah, uh, a shift, I think, from fast-paced ministry to fatigue, which is kind of where I've been at for the last few weeks, but, but then to rest. I think it's a great opportunity for us to relearn our doctrine of God, uh, that God is sovereign, that we can trust him with his church, that at the end of the day, it's not up to me, it's not up to our, our ministry efforts, but, but him. Um, so I think there's lessons to be learning uh, in terms of how we do ministry, and, and the pace in which we do ministry. Uh, fourth, uh, I think it's a great opportunity to break the back on uh, Christian consumerism. Uh, you know, individualism and consumerism, it, it's rampant in our culture. It's rampant in our churches as, as well. And it's a great opportunity to push hard against that. And, and then I think that that means how we do online meetings at the moment, you know, with Zoom and YouTube, I think we want to reflect very carefully about what we are projecting to people. Uh, and, and as well as we think of returning to our, our you know, church and small groups again. Um, so that, that's, that's a fourth observation. So you, uh, a lot of pastors have been talking about how the move to the online space, potentially for the, for the Christian increases, you know, increases Christian consumerism, you know, more than ever, we can easily go and jump on, you know, the larger church down the road or the church that we've always wanted to go with. Um, your your sense is no, there's a there's a real opportunity to really call people to actually serving, being committed to their local church family. Yeah, that's right. I mean, two, two cultural trends can be true at the same time. So I think in one, in one sense, uh, consumerism is going to continue out the other end, uh, and people are going. I think even in its time, are going to be drawn to the the churches that have uh, a higher production value online and there's nothing wrong with doing excellent, you know, uh, on online meetings. And I'm happy with that. Praise God for that. People that I tend to be drawn to that. And so I, I suspect consumerism will continue out the other end, but I think there's also an opportunity for us in local churches to be foot pushing against it. So we're keeping our online meetings very simple. We're not wanting to be uh, slick, uh, sophisticated, keep it simple, partly because we want our congregation to, to be hungry to meet again in person. We don't want to replicate everything we do at church online because it's, we don't think it is church online. Um, so, but we were very careful uh, about that. And so I think that's one way we can fight against it is just thinking through the reasons why we do what we do uh, online. Are we encouraging consumerism or are we pushing against it um so they're, they're questions yeah i think that that churches can be uh thinking about i'm interested in your next shift uh churches becoming more local and smaller yeah uh i get i guess behind that that, that thinking is uh we're going to have at least for the rest of this year um restrictions on on the size of our gatherings uh, so, you know, limitations, 100 people most. I, I, I can imagine a scenario where that encourages some people to, to move to uh, 
smaller churches, which probably by definition will be more local. And, and people perhaps are, are traveling less, are less uh, keen to be using public transport. So be looking for something that is more local for them. Uh, so I think that there's sociological reasons rather that, that might uh, encourage a return to smaller and more local church. Now I'm not advocating that smaller is better. I think smaller and or bigger both can be equally uh, wonderful and gospel-centered and praise God for it. So I'm not arguing that this is a better uh, scenario, but I, I can see the case because of those those social uh, phenomena that that's been uh, presented to us that if people are going to be thinking smaller and more local and there are benefits from that as well it's easier to do uh, evangelism and mission when you're belonging to a church in your own community it's easier to you know invite a friend to your church if it's five minutes away rather than traveling 50 minutes away so th there's a lot of benefits i think from, from from this transition if it happens but we'll, we'll wait and see what's your next shift uh, financial loss and ministry recalibration. Well, that's a fun one to talk about and to raise. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, uh, as everyone knows, our governments are taking out enormous uh, debts, you know, in hundreds of billions of dollars. That's going to have significant repercussions for a generation of Australians. Uh, at the moment, there are hundreds of thousands of Aussies who are losing their jobs or who have been forced to work uh, less, reduced hours, reduced income. That's going to have uh, implications for our churches. You know, um, Mentone, like most churches, is dependent 100% on the generosity of the, the church or the people. So if they're struggling financially, it means that we're going to have reduced giving. And we're already seeing that happen uh, at Mentone. And so what that means, though, is it, with, with smaller pool of, of finances, we're going to have to recalibrate our ministry. Uh, so that will hurt and, and impact things that we, we, we value and that are important. But it's also again another opportunity to work out what are our uh, core values? What are our gospel priorities as a church? So I think this is an opportunity to fine tune the things that are of most value, that are of most importance to us as, as churches. And so we will invest in them as we lose some other things that are perhaps more peripheral. So you've talked about it, it being a time where we, we, we ought to be asking, you know, what is the purpose of church? Uh, what is our, you know, our, our mission? What are our key values? And then how do we best arrange gospel priorities with that limited resource and with that limited time? I mean, in some senses, that's, that's what the church ought to be doing at every point in time. Yep. It's just, it's, it's interesting how scarcity you know, creates the opportunity and disruption creates the opportunity to, to rethink. But I imagine a lot of the rethinking will be a recast of doing the same things. You know, preaching the gospel is still going to be the same. The need to meet and gather as God's people. Uh, ministries where the word of God is opened up. Uh, ministries where people, Christian community are able to rub up against each other and care for each other. They're still going to be, the, you know, what the churches uh, are doing. Oh, absolutely. But I think the expression of some of those things may change. Mm. So if there are pressures on, on resources, financial and even people resources, you know, if, if you can only have 50 people meeting at a time rather than 200 people, then that means uh, how you do music uh, is going to be impacted. So rather than having large scale, you know, bands and, and, and so forth, we might have to be, again, simple, just an acoustic guitar. And, that, and I think that's a good thing. Because that mm. might encourage uh, congregational singing uh, e even more. So the, 
so whatever we lose, there, there may well be uh, gains for us as well. And the final one, uh, I'm really interested in this one, people looking for hope because a number of people have been sort of, you know, thinking, trying to predict where our culture will go. And in some ways, Australia has been really devoid of a lot of loss and grief. You know, that, that there's only been, a, a, thankfully, a relatively few number of people died due to COVID. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my, my sense is, and, and for some conversations I've had with, with people in the community, that they are asking questions. That doesn't mean they are going to investigate Christianity or be converted, but they are asking questions about where can we find hope? Uh, is there more to life than the materialistic mindset that uh, for many uh, that, that we've had? And is there something more secure than the life that we've been living? Again, we don't know where that's going to end up. I think my reading of history is that big events like pandemics rarely lead to revival or to a mass uh, turning uh, to, you know, return to the church. Um, if you look at the 20th century, that didn't really happen, whether it's two world wars, uh, threat of nuclear war, you, you, you name it. Um, so I think, and, and, and the scriptures teach me that human nature doesn't change, but by the grace of God, um, we're still rebels against God. Um, but that doesn't mean we can't be praying God will use this pandemic to urge people to reconsider again those big questions. And we're praying in God's mercy that uh, many are one for Christ. So I guess my assumption is people will ask questions. And so we want to provide answers for them. And so we're encouraging our congregation to to love their neighbours, their work colleagues, and to have those conversations. I'm hearing those conversations are happening and we're trying to provide resources for people that they can give to their friends. It might be just to give a Bible or a book or again, the podcast that I'm doing to share that with people. And, and then we're going to trust God with that. And, and over time, we'll see what God uh, does and, and how he uses it. Great. Well, really appreciate you sharing those shift, those reflections. If you've liked The One Thing, we'd love it if you'd share it with your uh, mates. Even more importantly, we'd love to see you at the relaunch conference this week. So check out this ad from Maddie. Australia has been through unprecedented challenges over the last few months. But in the midst of these challenges, we've had unprecedented opportunities to share Jesus and express within our church communities the unique, loving, eternal communities that God is creating in Him. Over the coming months, as our country starts opening up again, we're going to have a unique opportunity to reset, rethink, and then to re-engage with each other and those who are seeking answers to questions they may never have thought to ask and connections they may never have known they needed. To help you think through how to address the challenges you're facing as a leader and take hold of the opportunities before you for the gospel, we're holding an online conference with leaders from across Australia to help you navigate these challenges and opportunities and begin to connect with like-minded leaders. So join us on the 27th of May, 10.30am to 12.30pm to hear from Andrew Hurd, Paul Harrington, Rory Shiner, Ray Galea and others as we start thinking through how we restart, relaunch and re-engage Australia with the life-changing message of the gospel through our churches. 
to book your spot, go to relaunchaustralia.com.au. Once again, that's relaunchaustralia.com.au.